0: Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice let us humbly confess our sins unto almighty god almighty and most merciful father we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts we have offended against thy holy laws that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalm 49, page 400. O 400. Oh, hear ye this, all ye people, Ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world.
1: High and low, rich and poor, one with another.
0: My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding.
1: I will incline my ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the heart.
0: Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels compasseth me round about?
1: There be some that put their trust in their goods. And boast themselves in the multitude of their riches.
0: But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom unto God for him.
1: For it costs more to redeem their souls, so that he must let that alone forever. That he shall
0: live alway and not see
1: the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish and leave their riches for other.
0: And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another and call the lands after their own names.
1: Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish.
0: This their way is very foolishness, yet their posterity praised their saying.
1: They lie in the grave like sheep, death is their shepherd. And the righteous shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the sepulcher, and have no abiding. But
0: God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me.
1: Be not thou afraid, though one be made rich, or if the glory of his house be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he
0: dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him.
1: For while he lived, he counted himself in happy man. And so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee.
0: He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light.
1: Man that is in honor but hath no understanding, is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father,
0: and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the 25th verse of the second chapter of the book of Daniel. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel whose name was Belteshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. As for you, O King, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than any one living but for our sakes, who make known the interpretation to the King, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O King, were watching, and behold a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together, and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
2: Amen. Here beginneth the 21st chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now it came to pass that when we had departed from them and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Kos, the following day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. And finding a ship sailing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had sighted Cyprus, we passed it on the left, sailed to Syria, and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unload her cargo. And finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. When we had come to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way, and they all accompanied us with wives and children till we were out of the city. And we knelt down on the shore and prayed. When we had taken our leave of one another, we boarded the ship, and they returned home. And when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Ptolemaeus, greeted the brethren, and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied, and as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt, and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when he heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done.
0: From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
1: And with thy spirit.
0: Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
1: And grant us thy salvation.
0: O Lord, save the state.
1: And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people
0: joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord.
1: For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: O God, who hast prepared for those who love Thee such good things as past man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward Thee, that we, loving Thee above all things, may obtain Thy promises, which exceed all that we can desire, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto Thy servants that peace which the world cannot give. So our uh, first lesson here in Daniel chapter 2, so this is when Daniel is brought in to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. So first he tells him the dream, what he saw, and then he'll give the interpretation. So it's interesting what he sees here. So he sees this statue, which is is made notably out of um, gold, silver, bronze, and clay. I think what's significant here is that these are all things that are um, diminishing in value. And then there's a stone, significantly, as the text says, not made of human hands. So this stone, not made of human hands, strikes the statue, breaks into pieces, uh, like the text says, becomes like chaff, and the wind carries it away. And then from there, this stone turns into a large mountain that fills the whole earth. So again, in tomorrow's lesson, we will read more as Daniel goes into his uh, interpretation. But it appears that this statue represents... Likely, the kingdoms of the Medo-Persians and the Greeks and the Romans, which are man-made. And then the stone, again, not made of human hands, represents uh, God's activity and uh, specifically God's activity in the building of his own kingdom, which fills the whole earth. That is, it's universal. So I think the underlying idea here, which is relatively simple, is that humans, um go about with their own activity trying to build their own kingdoms uh, politically governmentally they build their own kingdoms and their own dynasties Um, but the reality is is that none of these will endure Uh, when all is said and done it is only god who in his providence is able to build a kingdom which endures and which then is able to triumph over everything that man is able to do i think this forces us um, especially in our political climate, but it forces us to really uh, reflect upon the nature of God's working and God's providence in our midst. Many of us, though maybe we're not, we wouldn't say this explicitly, but we kind of function as deists, I guess, in this regard, thinking that God is either not involved in the kind of empires um, and kingdoms of man, or maybe at best we think God is involved, but he will only be involved at a future date, at a future point in time. I think what this does then, with kind of God on the side, it enables many to fall into a sort of way of thinking that looks primarily at human kingdoms and human governments as the way, then the way through which we establish that which we desire. But rather, and this is what the Bible always calls us to, though admittedly it's difficult, um, but rather, what it calls us to is giving ourselves wholly to God's kingdom and to his righteousness. Um, and then from there, we go out into the world and we invite others to have a share of what we have. Then in our um, second lesson, so Acts 21, this is, in a way, this is the kind of the beginning of sorts of Paul's journey to Jerusalem. So he these are the last of his sea travels. And then from there, he will go. Um, I think it's about 50 mi- miles or so on foot to Jerusalem. And it's interesting here. So, I mean, there's a couple of things that happen, but significantly, Agabus, who we've met before in Acts, if you remember back in Acts chapter 11, he was the one who um, prophesied about the famine. But here he gives a prophetic message about how Paul will be treated in Jerusalem, how the Gentiles will treat him there. Now, what's interesting, I mean, this actually happens twice. It happened before, and then it happened with Agabus. What's interesting here, I think, is that it's one of those cases where you have a divinely inspired message. So indeed, the Holy Spirit himself gives this message. But yet, all of those present, all of the humans, uh, misinterpret it. So God inspires a message, but then the interpretation given by the humans who are there is simply wrong, um, telling Paul that he shouldn't go to Jerusalem. Paul is the only one, though, who kind of remains firm in his resolve to travel to Jerusalem. Um, And yeah, he will not be dissuaded of that. So I think something to reflect on here is even though, or just because it appears that something might be difficult, just because it appears that something might be indeed dangerous, just as though it might appear that God is closing a door, as sometimes we like to say. Uh, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to go through that door. Um, Just because something is difficult doesn't mean that you should turn the other way and flee from it. Um, Again, what this comes down to, I think, is vocation, us thinking through meaningfully what we are called to do here in this world, what we're called to do here in this life, being committed to God, being committed to his kingdom and to his righteousness, and choosing then that of all of the competing things out there that our loyalty is going to be first and foremost to that vocation, what God is calling us to do. Uh, so that, again, requires us to, in discernment and prayer, find out what that is and then remain loyal to our vocation, remain loyal to what God has called us to do, um, no matter if or and especially when then circumstances become difficult for us. Continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for.